420, baby. 420. We did it. <laughs> What's 420? Why is 420 a big drugs thing? I, I think is, was it the name of the bill? No, making uh, no, 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 it's been around for longer than that. But I think it's a mystery. Is it? I think just people decided on a number. Right. I don't know. It's classic stoner thinking, isn't it? It's like, <laughs> we need a number. I'm not big into drug culture. Good. You shouldn't be. No. I think, um, I think Dale knows. He's looking at us through the gallery. Come in. What are you saying? He knows what 420 is. I think it's like a police code. A it's police a police code. code. Oh, it's a police code. Of course, he knows. Dale knows. Well, <laughs> this is rustled. why we need you in here the whole <laughs> podcast. <laughs> um, well, that was a nice little intro to the IGN UK podcast. My name is Gavin Miffy, and today I'm joined by two good boys and one bad boy in the gallery. Uh, the good boys are Simon Cardi and Joe Scrabbles. Hello. The bad boy is Mr. Dale Driver. He's not going to be... Token it up. He's, he won't him again. he's got a little chopper chop straw in his <laughs> yes. mouth and he's talking away. <laughs> That's in none for the day. <laughs> he, he's really into the chopper chops lately. He walks around like Razor Ramon. Like, with, <laughs> like yeah. Those chopper um, chops have been okay. A great treat. What they? are you going to do next? Though? So if you don't know, well, I don't know why you would know. <laughs> That'd be weird. It's not on if Netflix. You've seen, <laughs> if you've seen literally one Instagram story. Yeah. Um, Simon bought us a big chemist style. Uh, 200 Chubba Chubs. 200 Chubba Chubs. Yeah, like, on a I always, carousel. Yeah. yeah, I always so associate them with chemists. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, mm. And you brought them in. And at this, like, I was kind of like, this is silly, but also amazing. They've gone down yeah. a treat. Yeah. Christmas. Not anymore. Christmas, so, you know. um, which is really good. So this is a very different, well, it's, I say very different, slightly different podcast. Mm. Uh, we're going to be quite short at the top because we've got, I mean, I don't want to oversell it and say this we, American life. I'm going to say we've got a serial on our hands, <laughs> except it's one episode. I haven't heard it, so I can't. It could be awful. Joe, do you want to tell us what we've be. got coming up at the end of the show? Uh, I recently went to Devon to search for big cats and uh, cryptids. <laughs> With a cryptozoologist called yeah. John Downs. You taking holiday for that? I wasn't. <laughs> Work. That's why it's on the bloody podcast. Uh, it's very. You should listen um, before listening to it. You should check out Joe's uh, article. Actually, don't. Oh, really? Because the spoilers. It spoils a twist. <laughs> a there's twist? a there's an actual twist oh, okay, in this, right. right? So what I've done is I recorded ev practically everything I did or yeah. was said to me whilst I was on this trip for two days. Okay. And I've turned it into a half hour. Uh, documentary about what it's like to become a real life monster hunter. Amazing. Um, wow. And it's so it's me traveling down to Devon, meeting John Downs. We get a bit of interview with him. Yeah. There's a big twist. And then, you know, I sum it up and tell you what it's like to be a monster hunter. I'm really excited. As I'm really is. excited for it. I like that we do different things like this. Yeah. And um, like, I've never had more fun listening to my own voice because <laughs> <laughs> most of the time, like, there's, there, there's a bit where I. Uh, I'm in a forest alone at night and there are way too many crows and you genuinely hear me you know when you laugh out of fear yeah I've never heard myself in <laughs> the third not. person hearing that voice how hearing that noise but how many crows are too many crows I it was like it was at least two murders of crows, oh, crows. Um, how many is a murder I don't know loads maybe <laughs> a bunch um, a bunch in a murder yeah. I, I do want to point out I make a very fundamental factual mistake in the in the first link but I, I correct it later on so okay. if you if the people listening are like <laughs> and turn it off I do if you're I do come back to your to it. and zoology yeah, yeah. absolutely um, speaking of being big into stuff <laughs> Cardi we've had, things we've had a good two weeks because like when you joined I was I, even though Simon TV, there's questions. It's borderline it. madness. It's, it's, yeah. it's questions on some films, okay, which yeah. is insane. Um, but number one on Simon TV is 
There will be blood. There will be blood. Which I don't know why I answered no. that with a question. Is that, it's my list. Yeah. Is that has that been a permanent fixture? Because I thought Blade Runner was at no, top. It, it's no, been, no, no. It's been it's been there'll be blood for a couple of years. Mm, Blade okay. Runner was once upon a time. <laughs> I think I think even though it's not, I think it would be top three or four for me. But mm. I genuinely think it's a perfect film. Oh, it is. It's it fucking is. incredible. Uh, it's yeah. the definition of a masterpiece. Um, so we got to go see it. We, went, we all went to see it the other day, mm. um, which was really fun. On a, a very bad print. Oh, <laughs> yeah, but, but yeah. I like that. I feel, I feel like know, that kind of added. It's a different it way of seeing not. it. Well, there are scenes I've where... seen it crisp. I want to see it with a bit of muck on it. Oh, yeah, there was so much muck on it. <laughs> um, there, there were scenes where you were deaf. P.T. Anderson wanted you to see things and yeah, they were out. smudged. Yeah, I think the out of focus thing is fine. I think the kind of like grit on it, mm. that added a little bit to I it. I like the, the grit. Yeah, the I mean, worst we were like kind of. three foot away in the first row yeah. as well, so we're probably seeing extra muck. Extra, extra muck. muck. Um, no, I'm not saying, muck you know, the size we of your head. muck on the screen. But. but the reason we went to see that, like if you haven't seen There Will Be Blood, like stop this podcast, go watch it now. Don't stop it. Well, yeah. Stop it. <laughs> Listen, I'll tell, you, tell them what to do. You just go along with it. Um, stop it. Go watch The Air Wave Blood. Then have a little break, watch Prestige, and come back. Yeah. <laughs> then, then come back and listen to this podcast. I had, uh, I had the mad thing of having watched all of There Will Be Blood twice, except both times it was on a plane and I missed the last 10 minutes, which means yeah. this is the first time mad. I've seen the very end of the film. Yeah. It was and brilliant. The end is, yeah. the the end scene, so good. I think is my favourite scene in any film. It's, it's incredible. It's so weird. <laughs> I think it is a good scene. I don't think it's, the, I don't think, I don't think it's as I'll good as him being that. baptized in the film. I don't think it's my favourite scene. I think it's my favourite acted scene in any film. Everyone I think the two of them in that skin, end yeah. scene are incredible. There's an amazing bit that I hadn't noticed um, before because... Uh, they were at the end of the scene, without spoiling too much, it's, it's a big sort of climax between these two big personalities. Mm. Um Years later, after you've seen them in the film earlier, I believe in France they call it a tour de force. Ooh. And um, <laughs> like Daniel Day Lewis, you know, is sort of washed up, kind of, he's pushed away everybody that sort of cared about him, mm. and it's just sort of rattling around this mansion uh, with his days. And he's hammered on a bowling alley, and he gets up, and when he sees that this person that you know, is his nemesis comes to speak to him. He, the he, the amazing thing up. about it is that it's his nemesis that he's created in his yeah, own head. Like the other guy yeah, has yeah. no idea he's yeah. a man's nemesis. With, without spoiling like what happens, like the my, I think one of the best bits that I hadn't even noticed before is how he like tries to like sober himself up. Mm. So he gets up and he starts just hitting himself like full force on the back of the neck to try yeah. and sober himself up. Then he has a, a swig of whiskey and then delivers... <laughs> Some fucking bonkers shit goes down. Oh, it's brilliant, it's like it's the ultimate fuck you to you thinking it's gonna have a Citizen Kane ending. Mm. Like you think like oh. he's gonna come around and no, then it yeah. just no goes re- mental. There's oh, no yeah. redemption. There's though. absolutely no. no redemption. Yeah, because the, he doesn't even see that there is a redemption mm. possible. Yeah, no. um, but it's brilliant. What a bloody film. Also, That's why I relate to it. So watching much. it, just obviously Daniel Day Lewis is incredible. Yeah. Why is Paul Dano not in more films? Yeah, he's yeah. amazing. He incredible. Remember him in Prisoners? Like what a mad little I, like character thing. Love him in Prisoners. That, yeah. Love him in There Will Be Blood. Did the job in Little Miss Sunshine. The yeah. it, Beach like, Boys film, which I always forget the name of. I've yeah. still not seen that. that. Yeah, um, he's got like a really, really like weirdly small part in Looper. Um, he really does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, Swiss. Um, he's meant to be good in Swiss Army Man as well. Oh, but I've yeah. not seen that. I haven't seen that. Little Miss Sunshine is good, but a small part again. Do you know one of his first things that he ever did? 
Sopranos. He was really? he, he was AJ's mate. Oh. In Sopranos. Uh, yeah. But the reason we were going to go see that is to sort of hype us up for Phantom Thread, Ooh. which Cardi and I saw on Wednesday night with a live orchestra doing what the score a treat. at I, uh, South Park Center. I'm, I'm more angry that you were there because Johnny Greenwood was yeah. there than I was at missing the film. It's the second time I've seen him do his score live yeah. for a P.T. Anderson film and I haven't had many better nights. Johnny Greenwood and Paul Thomas Anderson just being in the same room, but also they're obviously best mates. Yeah. So they take the piss out of each other constantly. Amazing quote. Awesome. Uh, P.T. Anderson did an interview with Kermit and Mayo last week, and he had this amazing quote where um, Simon Mayo said something like, um, "Oh, the uh, you know you must be really happy for Johnny Greenwood that you finally got an Oscar nomination for a score on one of your films." He was like, "I'm more happy that I'm going to get to see what Johnny Greenwood looks like in a tux." Yeah, they said yeah, that. They said that, that really last night. Really yeah. Oh, it's a reused line. Yeah. Oh. Um, well, that, I think that was the thing. Like, it was introed by Mark Mode, who I cannot fucking stand. <laughs> don't understand that. Um, I, I don't him. mind him. I yeah. can't stand him. But um, there was this mad bit we talked about. It was really yeah. funny where Mark Mode is just like, "Oh, obviously uh, awards are just bollocks." And uh, but you know, what do you feel about the Oscars nomination? Paul Thomas Anderson's like, "I don't think awards are bollocks at all. Like for me, it's uh, it's a really good way of promoting the film quite a lot." And it means like, it'll stay in theaters for another two months. And it would have gone by now, and people will get to see it quite a lot more. And it's just like this weird silence. Mark Mode is like, because he can't do his commode. Like, yeah, you agree with me. Like, fuck the system. Wait. But, um, <laughs> I feel like you're projecting a lot. I yeah. fucking hate him. Oh, I can't. Anyway, but Phantom Thread. <laughs> it's, a, it's a very good film. I love it. It's not There Will Be Blood. but what It's is. absolutely not There Will Be Blood. But but it's it's not Paul Thomas Hans's best, but that still means it's a brilliant film. Because he is... I just if you don't know if you don't know what fan, for Phantom Thread is is uh, about a guy called Reynolds Woodcock who's an obsessive uh, dressmaker <laughs> in the in the 50s. Um, well, this is a good thing about that name because um, uh, Paul Thomas Anderson worked on this film with Dan Lewis like from the beginning. Yeah, they like, scripted together. Yeah, right? yeah. So they collaborated it really, really early on, and it's an amazing thing where Paul they were trying to come up with names and they were just fucking about. And Daniel Day-Lewis said, uh, Reynolds Woodcock. And it made Paul Thomas Anderson laugh so much because it was so ridiculous. He was like, well, that's going in. That's yes. it. That's, a, that's, Perfect. That's, just, that's just his name See? now. See, now it's thematically appropriate that I laugh at that. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Um, but yeah, it's... Uh, I just thought it was brilliant. There's nothing brilliant. else like it that I've seen for ages. And I think it's, that's the awesome yeah. thing with Paul Thomas Anderson films. You come out with going like, who else is making that? Let, let me ask you to do something difficult. Okay. Trailer mm. did very little for me. Yes. And we really? were talking about it beforehand, like... If it wasn't a P.T. Anderson film, you I'd be going, what? Oh, yeah. I, yeah. why yeah. would I ever watch like that? It's like two-hour yeah. boring drama. Yeah. Without spoilers, yeah. is there a way of telling me why that trailer's there, wrong? It's similar to... A lot of... The trailer does actually have a lot The trailer sells it really yeah. well, I think. It, it, like, that is what the it film. Is. But I'd say there's a more underlying yeah. sinisterness yeah. to it. That's you, what I hope. You for. don't get the overall tone of it. No. Yeah. Um, and and you just like they've created this hilarious monster in Reynolds Woodcock it was like, it's a lot funnier than I thought it would be right. well this is Genuinely the thing I, I want to watch it again very quickly because we were in a obviously it was quite an interesting way of seeing it with a live score and you know it starts like half seven people there's a big bar at the South Park Center so people had had a few drinks and stuff I want to know one if people were just pissed and laughing because mm-hmm. I thought it was I thought it was genuinely funny and I think it is there genuinely meant to be bits, funny yeah. in some bits but I also want to know whether or not people were laughing out of awkwardness as well, because he is a prick. Yeah. Right. And he does some mad, he says and does some mad stuff, and people were laughing at it. And I wondered if that's like an awkward thing where you're just like, holy shit, this guy's terrible. But his sister in the film also has some very funny lines. She's really like good, an yeah. ice queen. Annoyingly, they've released like one of the best scenes between them as a clip. 
did that. I, like, I, I would have been it. annoyed if I'd yeah. managed to come across. I think that's yeah. the one yeah. they played before interviewing him on the radio. So oh, I really? Think I've heard okay, yeah. Is yeah. it a breakfast? Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a lot of breakfast. It is yeah. an amazing yeah. clip. Yeah. But it is Daniel Day Lewis's last film, supposedly. Apparently, yeah. Incredible. But I actually think the person, Sophie Kreps, I think, who plays the lead. I don't want to say who she is next, and I'll give away, but she she is absolutely unbelievable. Alma, yeah, yeah, that's the name. Uh, and I can't believe I can't, more people aren't nom- going mental about it. Uh, yeah, Daniel Day-Lewis is nominated, and yeah. so is Leslie, Leslie Manville. Manville yeah. But she's not, and arguably she's the best. It takes a lot to go up against Daniel Day-Lewis, and she did it. So. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. She's, uh, like, I've never seen her in anything before. And no, she's unknown. You know, like, There Will Be Blood and Phantom Threat, like, if Daniel Day-Lewis is on, even Lincoln, which I don't think, I, I didn't really care for, but... It's Daniel Lewis being Lincoln, so you're just completely captivated by him mm. all the time. And I just thought, oh, this is what Phantom Thread is going to be. It's like mm. it's going to be this it's cr- crazy film. character piece about this crazy man, I, and you can't take your eyes off him, and you're just absolutely captivated by him. Oh, Alma! I was just like, she's amazing. What is this yeah. character? It's so good. Mm. And I think Paul Thomas Anderson gets a lot of flack for you know not writing good uh, parts for ladies, but he's written mm. two amazing parts. Yeah, and I've also yeah I don't I disagree with that in general because yeah. I think that even in the Master that Amy Adams is the strongest is the best character one, yeah, in it yeah. as well. So. That's actually it's good. I haven't watched the Master for ages, but it'd be good mm. like companion piece. That they're, felt like the most similar films. That felt like a very yeah. like just from the tone of that. The trailer, Master is yeah. better in my opinion, but you know, both probably nine out of ten films. I like yeah, that as time goes on, it's just more and more apparent that what. Paul Thomas Anderson loves writing about is arseholes. Yeah. <laughs> it's always about yeah difficult That's relationships, and a lot of the yeah. time it's uh, like child and parent relationships. Even yeah. in this, to an extent, yeah, there's absolutely. A lot of it. Yeah, he writes yeah. that's his core really theme in every film. If you look yeah. at it, can we come up with a definitive uh, best of list for, for PT Anderson right I now? I can do it. Go on, then. Punch Drunk One. Yeah, Boogie Nights Two. Well, yeah, I think I'm with you on that. Master Three for me. Then Magnolia 4. Mm-hmm. Then Phantom Thread. Mm-hmm. Tied with Inherent Vice. Oh. Then Hard 8. Then Punch on Love, I think. Hard 8. I think Punch on Love is good, but his worst. Uh, I, don't, I don't get it. Yeah. Um, Mark Mode's favourite, though. That's just wrong. Yeah, well, I know. That's mental. It's incorrect. Um, the, yeah, I d- I've never seen Hard 8, and I have not watched Inherent Vice yet. <gasps> I think you like Inherent Vice. I, I definitely will. I like Pinchin and stuff. I, I just never got it. around to it. It's on Netflix now. Yeah, I've actually yeah, watched yeah. it once, though, and I do have the urge to watch it again. I might do that soon. I, w- I watched it in the cinema, and it's, like, it's one of those where you stick your phone in another room and watch it. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Because you've got to be properly on it all the way through. N- not just because it jumps around so much, but because Whacking Phoenix's voice is just insane. <laughs> um, and just mumbles constantly. Yeah, that's good. It's brilliant. Um, Which uh, one's Hard Eight? It is... I've... Only seen it once in ages ago, and it is about gambling, I believe. It, I always get confused with. Have you seen the film Rounders? Yeah. I always get confused because in my head they're very similar films. Yeah. <laughs> I think they came out like similar times, yeah, maybe as well. Weird. Similar um, people. Yeah. And so Rounders like, is post- brilliant. Yeah, that's good. As well. <laughs> Matt Damon, Ed Norton, and. Uh, who is it? Oh, but John Malkovich doing a fucking insane voice. What's happened to Ed Norton? I love Ed Norton. I know. Well, he's in Isle of Dogs. He oh, is. he is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I haven't seen his face in a long time. Um, he's he done something wrong. He did. A, he did a really I random thing. So. Um, I think Isle of Dogs was getting funded. Yeah, Isle of Dogs was getting funded by part crowdfunding, I think. And there's this mad. When you think like Wes Anderson's obviously knows how to use a camera, 
Um, and this is an amazing bit where it looks like they're just Wes Anderson's just sitting in front of a computer filming it with like a webcam um, asking for like money and then Ed Norton just pops his head around the doorway like literally pops his head around the doorway it's in, it's, it's worth watching because it's just <laughs> the last Ed Norton film I saw was Birdman he's good at that he's very good at that yeah There's was a, that two years ago? about three or four now no? yeah. it's a good list to be made out of the best crowdfunding videos because yeah. uh, what we do in the shadows US <laughs> so release good, is incredible yeah. <laughs> um, I remember I think there's a quite a decent Zach Braff one as well oh yeah um, where he kind of I think as it wasn't Garden State it was that film that he made after that which isn't very good I'm Still Here or something oh, no, no, I'm still no, here. that's the um, yeah. Um, God yeah what know. is that I can't remember anyway. but yeah it's a really random bit now where he's like if <laughs> it's like if we raise this amount of money I'll put um, I can't remember his name, Turk from Scrubs in it, and he's just there in the background, <laughs> yeah, the thing, which is really funny. All in all, though, Paul Tom Sanderson's wicked. Would you say it's the best Oscars film you've seen? The best oh, this I year. See, see, I still haven't seen Free Billboards. You didn't see that? Mm. Uh, I've completely gone blank. Yeah, it's better than Shape Water. I think it's better than. I mean, I'd still think Blade Runner is a better film than Phantom Thread. Of course, yeah, I forgot about that. But that's not. not and I think there. probably Dunkirk is slightly better, in my opinion. Than Phantom Thread? Yeah. Absolutely not. I don't think so. I don't get why you don't think Dunkirk's all I think it's. I think it's brilliant. I just I think it's a masterpiece in sense of like creation and narrative. But character, I just thought, I just I don't care about any of these people. Mm. And I think Isn't, that's off. I, th- I thought felt like, sort of felt like that was kind of the point, is that you're just getting a snapshot of all these different individuals. I, I completely like, get yeah. that. I can see I why just, that's I just, need, I just need more. Because yeah. I just, like, without that, you're just being presented with all this awesome stuff where it's like, I actually don't care about anyone. And I do think you are meant to care about people. Like, I feel like the Branagh stuff. Like, I think you're meant to care, to care about humans yeah. rather than characters. Yeah, where's the humanity, yeah. Gav? <laughs> Long gone, right? Let's get it back. I, th- I think uh, the top ones like Oscar ones so far but I haven't seen uh, Shape of War yet mm. um, I think Billboards and Phantom Thread there mm-hmm. I, ton- I Tonya and oh, yeah. Lady Bird just, just slightly yeah, I haven't below seen those. Um, but yeah I need to see I think what else is there oh I haven't seen uh, Call Me By Your Name or no, Shape of Water which I might do a d- little double bill yeah. of on Valentine's Day oh yeah soon isn't that Shape of Water yeah Valentine's Day Ooh. Black Same Panthers, as Ladybirds. Black Panther soon as well. I've, oh, yes. I, I've missed almost all the Oscar nominees so far. You might be on the flight to Japan. Oh, ah! um, there we go. Okay, <laughs> you guys have been playing <laughs> Celeste, which is out yes. now on Switch. Which I will be playing on the flight to Japan. <laughs> How far through are you, Jeff? Uh, chap- I've just finished chapter... Oh, no, I'm halfway through chapter five. Okay, I've finished chapter three, so... I'm a little bit behind. Like, I don't know how many chapters there are. I think no. there's. I think no, neither do I. I think there's a risk of spoiling things because it yeah. like it does ingrain story in there quite heavily. Yeah, like, I don't, I'm not at a point yet where I can really spoil story. I no, think. but I think even the events of chapter two yeah. are spoiler. We can talk in broad strokes. Yeah. Yes. but it is. It's good. Essentially, it is a platformer made by the man who made Towerfall, and Towerfall yeah. had some of the best feeling movement in a 2D game that I can ever remember. I've yeah. played that game for. 200 hours probably yeah um and it is as if to me and i think this is a tacit endorsement of this i tweeted this and the man himself liked the tweet so there we go i think basically he went matt thorson who makes it went 
I made movement feel amazing in Towerfall. I bet I could make an entire game based around just moving around in Towerfall. Yeah. And he did. And it's amazing. Yeah. It um, does feel brilliant. It yeah. feels I'll incredible. It it's You are a, a little lady called Madeline. And all you can do is run, jump, and dash once in the air. Oh, and you can climb walls, but you only can do that for a certain amount of time. Yeah. Um, and he builds increasingly mad movement puzzles around this. Very Meat Boy-esque, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. But it's not got the... There's a more of a sense of sort of serenity to it. Like, it's meant yeah. to be quite beautiful. The music's quite chill. Yeah, I don't feel chill. panicked, although what I'm doing can be quite frantic. There is one, there's one, or there are a couple of sections where it design, it's designed to go like, right, you're now in a proper Yeah, I just scene. had one of those. Um, and that, like, changes things quite a lot. But it's really interesting. So the idea is that Celeste... Uh, sorry, Celeste is a mountain you are climbing and the idea is to get to the top for unspecified reasons and you're sort of learning more and more about why Madeline and the people around her that she meets would be doing that. Okay. Um, so it seems to be connected with some sort of event in her life. But right. I'm at the point where I am, I have no idea what that is. Yeah. Um, so it's a really nice... It, it works as a metaphor as well as a game mechanic and it's just like... It's just very satisfying constantly to mm. just complete every single screen it's puzzle. It's the perfect like commute game. Oh, it's amazing. You can just jump in, play five minutes to half an hour and just do the same thing over again. That's it. I've One had... chapter, I think I died 212 times. Yeah. It tells you. <laughs> and it's, I didn't regret any of it. It doesn't make any, no, <laughs> no, and it doesn't, it's not annoying. There's only, there's only a couple of places where I felt like, oh, that's pushed me back slightly too far. Right. But that's kind of the point of those moments. Yeah, most times you start on the same screen. Yeah, yeah. it just, get, yeah, so. it just, like, and it's that classic instant, instant restart. That's what like, gets you as well, there's, no loading screens. Yeah, yeah. you just yeah. keep going. I've had, like, short tube rides where I've done one screen the yeah. entire time because it's hard. Yeah. And come off and be like, I did it. Good, yeah. that was the end but of my it's, tube it's ride. Never, I've not got to the point where I'm stuck. I always know what I need to do. It's just whether my fingers will actually do it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> there's, a couple, there's collectibles that it literally tells you in a, in a screen, like, no one will care that you've collected these except yeah. you, um, oh, which I, I really that. like. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. And, it just puts and I them started in, ignoring them ever since he told me that, really. Yeah, it just, <laughs> it just puts them in really hard places. And occasionally, yeah. what I'll usually do is I'll see one, I'll be like, all right, I'll try a couple of times to get to that. Yeah. And if I can't manage it, I'm like, all right, sweet, that's fine. I've got but a mountain you, to climb. But when yeah. you get them, it is super satisfying. Um, mm. You do feel incredible. Yeah, it does a great job of making you feel like I'm the best at this game yeah. and no yeah. one is better than me. There's also an amazing Easter egg that I had to look up afterwards because I was confused by it. Um, there's one area where you can find a computer and when you boot up the computer, you're essentially playing a crap version of Celeste. Okay. And I played it for a bit, and I was like, oh, this is a fun little joke. And it kept going <laughs> for ages. I played for like half an hour, and it turns out it's the original version of Celeste that right. he's put inside the final version How of Celeste. How long is the full thing? I no idea. I haven't finished it. <laughs> I just kept going and was like... I, it suddenly occurred to me that I was playing a worse version of the game I was already inside. Right, yeah. I haven't so actually like, tried them out, and I'm not 100% sure what they do, but I collected a B-side, which was quite difficult to actually find. I think so. I haven't actually found one yet, I've but they got are... One. I haven't used it. They are super hard versions of levels oh, in the right. game. God. So they're like your challenge mode. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, I'll come back so There's a lot way. in there. <laughs> <laughs> not right now. But it's, it's such a great little thing. Like, I... I'm not yet on board. We gave it a 10 yeah. on IGN. I'm not yet on board with a 10, but yeah. it's a, it's a nine for me at the moment. Like okay. it's just a very, very good, solid game that does everything it wants to yeah. and just keeps making that more interesting. And like the stuff we can't talk about is when 
because it's tied into story, there are moments where it adds new strange mechanics yeah. and it suddenly becomes quite fantastical out of nowhere and yeah. you're like this was realistic a minute ago yeah. for a game of you know yeah three buttons it does a lot with yeah. it yeah uh, it's awesome it's very cool yeah can you say that you spoke to some the person who did the review and said that the reason it got pushed you were like it's a nine for them but then I the didn't reason speak, it got pushed up to a ten or I didn't speak to him um, I think the review is basically like it's a ten because it's like emotionally satisfying as well as okay, mechanically, but I obviously haven't got to that yet. Yeah. So I will be the judge of that later. We can play next to each other on uh, oh, yes, thing. That'd be awesome. Lovely. I didn't want to. I do a lot. I do a lot of uh, jerking around when I'm doing it. Though. Yeah. I'll be quite annoying. Jerking. Um, I love jerking it. Speaking of things that are emotionally satisfying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought that was a segue. It was just a dirty joke. No, no, no. Works <laughs> <laughs> both ways. Uh, <laughs> Who would like to play a little, a little game that I like to call Jerking Your Dick? <laughs> Jerking oh. it off. <laughs> Keyword Countdown. Keyword Countdown. Time for Keyword Countdown. It's Keyword Countdown. Time for Keyword Countdown. It's Keyword Countdown. Uh, if you don't know what Keyword Countdown is, IMDb categorized their films by a bunch of crazy keywords. What I've done, or what Carl Fett has done, well done, Ooh. is picked five films, ten keywords apiece, with a link between them all. You guys, and you guys at home, have to guess what those films are. So what, I've what's got the person's name? Did Kyle you say Fett? Fett? I thought you said Kylo Fett. Kylo and I was Fett. like, I thought that. you said Kyle Fetter is in the cheese. <laughs> yeah, Cole Fetter. Um, <laughs> his name is Kyle Fett, and he's done... Five films, very good link between them as well. Yeah, I, think you, own for this. I, think I thought you were about to awake. go to the toilet again. I, I was going to kick off. I think you can both get these as well. All right. Okay, here we go. Mm-hmm. Film number one. Female butt jiggle. Boogie Nights. Showgirls. Witness protection. Witness. Grudge. Rocky. Where do you get put in? Dysfunctional family. It's not that terrible Robert De Niro one. The family or something. <laughs> Lifting a female into the air. I mean, that could be anything. Dirty dancing. God. Presumed dead. Mystic River. Gone baby gone. Sucked into jet engine. True lies? Oh, that That's got butt jiggles clear. and jet engines. Toy Story 2? Futuristic <laughs> aircraft. Futuristic. Independence Day? I was going to say Indiana Jones, and I realised that makes no sense. <laughs> Running on water. Incredibles. Yes. Oh, of course. Well done, Cardi. That's good. Oh. Two points to Cardi. Female there. butt jiggle. Uh, the other one, CGI animation. Yeah, I would never have got that. Yeah. Well done. Here we go then. Film number two. Based on novel. The Prestige. There will be blood. <laughs> Strong female character. Arrival. Ooh. Oh, Alien. I just thought that was going to be it. Video surveillance. Panic, Panic Room. room. Oh. <laughs> That's weird that we both yeah. said Panic Room. I've had an urge to watch Panic Room again lately. I've never seen it. Yeah. Really? I kind of want to watch it. I always forget it's a Fincher. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Strange, isn't it? There you go. I think it's um, the little girl is Twilight Girl. It's Kristen Stewart, yeah. Yeah. It's ah. Jared Leto as well. And, yeah. Uh, well, Forrest Whitaker, yeah, it's the people breaking in. Love Forrest. Character repeating someone else's dialogue. 
have completely lost track. Synecdoche, New York. Uh, based on novel, strong female character, <laughs> video surveillance, topless female nudity, character repeating someone else's dialogue. You missed out, topless yeah, female yeah. nudity. Mm. Lucky we went back. Do it again. Based on novel, strong female character, video surveillance, topless female nudity, mm-hmm. character repeating someone else's dialogue. Okay. Fellatio. Brown bunny. <laughs> That's the most famous fellatio. Van Wilder, that starts with it. Surprise ending. Well, it just ends much American sooner than you Psycho? thought. Oh, yeah. No, no strong female characters uh, no, in that one. No. Sweden. The girl oh, with the dragon tattoo. Yeah. God damn it! <laughs> well done, Cardi. Is that the Finch or the Swedish version? That's insane. But. Absolutely doing me. I think we'll go with the Fincher one. Okay. Uh, computer hacker. Investigation. Also, the Fincher one is fucking brilliant. I love I that I haven't film. watched it only yeah. because <gasps> I've, I've, got I've seen the original. Yeah, it's actually, it's on, Netflix. it's on Netflix. Yeah, and next time I have the urge to watch that story, I will watch the Fincher version. It's, yeah. it's fantastic, man. It's... So I remember seeing it in the cinema, thinking eh, that was fine because I loved. I've only ever seen the first two of the other of the original the version. Yeah, um, I just I thought the second one was terrible, but. Third um, one's good. It's like a courtroom drama. Oh, really? Mm. But yeah, I remember watching the cinema going, well, being quite lukewarm on it. Then having just an urge to watch it one day and it was cheap in HMV. Do you know what's interesting? Uh, Got on, it. Love it now. I watch them always like, they're all like three hour films. On yeah. Netflix, they do it a really cool way. They split it into six. So it's six one and a half hour films. It's good. It's actually. a good way of watching it. It's, it's, um, it's your lad from John Wick, the Russian man. Who playing, died, sadly. Who died, yeah. yeah. A couple months back. There you go. I forgot. I didn't even realise that he died like until very recently. He was yeah. young as well. Yeah. Uh, other clues: computer hacker investigation. No, so, I didn't get that. Two guesses and five points to Cardi so far. Here we go. Film number three. Based on novel. No Arrival. Blood. London, England. London. London. Prestige. Fuck! I wish I <laughs> said that first. If you'd got that, I would have gone mental. Breaking the fourth wall. Ferris Bueller's Day in London. American Werewolf in London? Female protagonist. Breaking the floor. This is all very good. Ocean's 12, Ocean's 13. <laughs> Lifting female in air. Bridget Jones's Diary. Ooh, guess damn that's it! That's a good guess, that. Character name in title. Ooh, that's Bridget, all the second yeah. one. <laughs> it's not no, the it's sequel. Not, it's not, it's right, not. Good. I wouldn't do that. What's that Beatrix part of film? <laughs> it's not that, I'll stop you there. <laughs> Live action and animation. Mary Poppins. Yes. Oh, well done, go. Joe. God. Four points, bro- mate. They break the fourth wall with Mary Poppins. I'm not saying they don't. I just I'm trying to. Think. I guess the fourth wall break is them jumping into the animation, like it reveals yeah, that it is maybe. a film. Maybe. I feel like Dick Van Dyke is doing a. And then again, does he? Dick Van Dyke my, uh, might he like look at, at the camera, camera in the air. Yeah. Yeah. Actor playing multiple roles. Chimney sweep. Nanny. Ooh. Two films left, five, four Ooh. on points. Two guesses to Cardi, one, one guess to Joe. Here I'm happy go. that I got one. Here we go. Ooh. Film number four. <laughs> Lovecraftian. What's Lovecraftian? Yeah, I get a lot of that. Uh, Stranger Beowulf. Things. I will kill Van Helsing. <laughs> what I will say about that clue, even though it is a good clue for it, I wouldn't focus on that. Okay. Because it's a very... It's, it's not one that you would immediately think, and I don't want you to go down that Okay. Man. Cabin in the Woods. Coraline. Damn it! Man wearing a tank top. Die Hard. 
can't be Lovecraftian, <laughs> surely. <laughs> child in peril. It's not a golden child again, is it? I wish. Child in peril. Surprised during end credits. What? During end oh, uh, Doctor Strange. Damn it. Mm. Self-sacrifice. Logan, I haven't seen it. That sounds like I might happen in that. Leon? Coming out of retirement. What is this? Flashback. This Lovecraft thing has messed with my mind. Yeah, really like, That's why I tried saying it at yeah. the top. This is a hard one. This is all hard. But it's a film you've both seen. I've, whoa, you've definitely seen it. Mystic River. Again, I keep it, saying that film why? until it, it is turns a good up. Film. I don't know. A lot, a lot applies. <laughs> Impassioned speech. Gold. This next one does apply Gold to Girl. Mystic River no. as well. <laughs> Adopted daughter. Uh, it's not Logan. This so, final one the does, ring? does not apply to Mystic River. <laughs> Kaiju. <laughs> Pacific Rim? Yeah. Uh, I haven't seen it. Haven't you? Nah. It's good, man. It's all right, yeah. I really like it. I mean, it's dumb as shit. I'm really watched it looking forward to the second one. Yeah. Really looking forward to the second one. Love. And I wish I'd seen the first monsters, one in the cinema yeah. rather than awesome. seen on TV. Mate, yeah. there's a character called Stacker Pentecost. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, here we go. That's, oh, man. This is all literally all to play for. Yeah. Five Two all. guesses and five all each. Five all. Remember, there's a link as well, so that could push it. Oh. Here we go. <laughs> Dead woman with eyes open. Seven. Black Dahlia. Speeding vehicle. Speed. Heat. Extreme close-up. Zodiac. Oh, Fight Club? Mm. Reference. To Osama bin Laden. Zero dot three. Team America. <laughs> Marijuana. Big Lebowski. Oh, oh wait, Harold and Kumar escape from Guantanamo Bay. Damn it! <laughs> it's good though. Male frontal nudity. Hmm. Hello. Shame. <laughs> Sex in a car. Shame. Uh, Brokeback Mountain. Crash. Underage drinking. Pineapple Express. Um, super bad. Oh, Vermont. Oh, what? Oh, oh, Super Troopers. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I have well, not seen Dan it. Joe. And I know Two you points. love that. I love Super Troopers. Uh, uh, the other one swindled. Right it, so it's fine. The other one <laughs> licking a window. Uh, so Joe. Well, actually, you've won because you can only get one point for the yes. for the link. Oh, uh, so Joe, you win three guesses and seven points. Do you guys know what the link is? Uh, read them out again. Yeah. Super Troopers, Pacific Rim, The Incredibles, Mary Poppins, Girl with the Dragon. They're all getting sequels, sequels this, this year. year. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> gonna, you both said the Tied, exact same yeah, time, yeah. so I'm giving you. Both I can't a win any point. So. so that's six points and eight points to Joe. Well, that's the that's the first time I think the Girl with the Dragon Two is getting the sequel this year. It is, yeah. Um, Fincher's doing it Fincher's not doing yeah, it yeah it's not Fincher yeah. it's mental okay. um, but also it's not part of that trilogy it's the next book that he oh they're did. making the fourth uh, yeah, yeah but in English or Swedish in, in English that's why I said kind of Fincher one okay, with so it, other uh, people in it okay. yeah. so they're making the fourth book as a sequel to the first one well it's kind of <laughs> yeah okay thing, it's just a different yeah, story okay. yeah. is Craig's character in the fourth book I'm not sure actually um, mm. She is, and she's not being played by Rooney Mara. Oh, right. Okay. So this right. really has nothing to do with the first one. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Cool. It's a good No, no, it's a still a sequel. Yeah. I'm not saying it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not bitter. 
I've won enough things in my life. I don't need this. I think that's the first time two people have got the link. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's a very good link. Um, that was a great set. I really like that. Yeah, it's good. Why don't we move on to things I'm actually good at? Well, on Kyle Fett, yeah, I was going to say, thinking about other things that are in your life. Yeah. Do you want to go through Cardi's Rover oh, I thought, watch? I thought we were going to go into deep sadness and dark dreams. <laughs> so who sent in the... We actually got a name for your football manager section. It was Joseph Ayanian, I believe. It was. Nice. Good name. Good name. So uh, what are we calling it? Rover watch or Rover's watch? Rover watch. Rover watch. It works. Yeah. So that's better. combining the two games that take up all of my life. Brilliant. So, you know, <laughs> it's good. Uh, I've got some updates, some just some housekeeping, really. Okay. Uh, I've been bought by a Spanish consortium Shit. led by Jose Gonzalez. Oh. <laughs> He's no Spanish, in case you couldn't tell. <laughs> Not that guy. He yeah. celebrated by dropping a load of fucking balls all over the stadium. <laughs> He got some serious Sony Bravia buns. You know, <laughs> he's invested, and you know you can't knock him for that. Fair yeah. play. Unfortunately, I don't speak any Spanish, so okay. I'm getting quite strained relations you in re- my own head. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say. <laughs> I was like, it doesn't, part affect, of it, it doesn't affect the game. Some... They're speaking English to me. Okay. I can, yeah. Uh, but good thing though, invested. Just got some new undersoil heating for Ewood. Oh, very so nice. That's good. You know, it can get quite cold. So yeah, it can. No more frozen pitches mm-hmm. at Ewood. Brilliant. Also, have you uh, had a lot of that? Um, well, you tell me. <laughs> no, <Nope>, literally can't. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, interestingly, Dale's been playing for a manager. Mm, yeah. Yes. Uh, I on watched his phone. Um, and he is Coventry manager, and he's renamed. Their stadium, the Dube. It's the Dube. <laughs> Which is brilliant. He told me about that. So he was playing on the train when we went on a trip the other day. And he um, he uh, he told me I did a season. And um, the, the the news story came through as, we want your suggestions, suggestions? For, a, for a stadium name. And Why he wrote... they asked the manager? And he wrote... And he wrote... <laughs> he wrote the Dube. And then immediately it said, overwhelming feedback in the positive for the Dube. <laughs> So it's just like that was a quick poll. Wasn't yeah, it? yeah, I love the idea that it's like the Leeds United. Badge. Exactly, they all put their hands. <laughs> they up. put it out on Twitter, and literally every single Coventry fan goes, "Yes, yeah. yes, dupe, 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 dupe." I haven't been offered that yet. I've been at a club ten years. I'm now a club icon. Mm. Um, That's weird. Yeah, maybe it's I, mobile but though, only. Even if I was no, I've, I've had it in previous games. Um, previous, I've they've not even asked me for suggestions. They've just renamed Spurs' new stadium, Cardi Stadium, <laughs> which really? I take. <laughs> I didn't. I, mean, I didn't ask for that. You know, just, I'm not an egomaniac. Okay. I don't think I'd rename Ewood though. It's a very classic ground. Yeah, it's, it's a, a great nice, name. Nice, yeah. yeah, I don't think I do it. I have a bit. I don't trample on history. Me, I make it. Okay, go on. What about Car- <laughs> what about Cardi Wood? Cardi Wood could happen. Cardi Wood. Would you come down to Cardi Wood? Like Dollywood. Mm. It's a bit like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> As long as it was like a <laughs> big statue of you at the front, like absolutely, like the Michael Jackson one. Outside, yeah, but I want uh, it to look Craven Cottage. I want it to look exactly like your terrible manager model that it comes yeah. up on the start and screen my big every time. Coat. Um, <laughs> and I also want uh, before every game, every uh, member of the crowd to hold up a little like plastic placard that makes my face. Oh right, yeah, of course. You know, oh, yeah, it's okay, like a mural. Yeah. Like, I want my face everywhere. Basically. I thought you were going to say hold them up and it makes the CIMDB, the current incarnation, all the way down the stand. <laughs> yeah. What but, else have you done? What else have I done? I've not done. A, I mean, I've not played a lot this week. I've been. I've been a busy man. You have been, been PT Anderson. All right. I've been making all your videos. Well, <laughs> have some respect. 
I'm all right. Ten years at one club. I told you. I'll, you to I'll have like some this. respect when you bring in a, at least 60% win rate. 60? Yeah. Rory, 60. I told Rory today, good, big news for everyone, I'm up to 51% win rate. He was very happy of that. That's, but he was happy when you were on like 30% though. I was, I've never been on 30%. <laughs> Rory's always <laughs> happy. That's what we said last week. <laughs> Go on. What else are you on? I don't, you've, you've just demoralised me now. No, I'm not demoralising. I just want you to be bad. Do you know what is weird? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to bring this up. It's, I don't the know daily it's a glitch start. in the game. No. <laughs> oh, yeah. So two weeks ago, two of my players, Kyle Lancashire, yeah. uh, a young English lad. He's a regen. So is Marcus Strill, an attacking midfielder from Germany. What? He's like Incredible. Dr. Who? What? Like, he's a regen. No, they're regen. Like... So it's 2026. These are youngsters coming through. They're 20 now. They're born in, right. you know, two <laughs> they're, they're referred to seven. as regens. I was like, what is happening in 2026? <laughs> are we bringing people back but, to life? <laughs> two weeks ago, both of these players were blonde haired, white skinned males. I turned on my game this week. <laughs> they, they're now black. <laughs> and I'm very confused what's happened. <laughs> I mean, that's it's the really real, odd. That's the real but 2020. They both still have what hair? What, what, what it looks really weird. What research is your research team doing? Like, I, I'm not doing way anything. Way underneath Ewood Park, like properly and like yeah. Bond villain stuff. <laughs> that's where the underfloor heating's coming from. Yeah. They haven't installed it. It's all the labs. <laughs> the underfloor really heating's weird. Come from all the plutonium that you're harvesting. <laughs> yeah. It's not made me think any different of them. It's just really weird. Good. <laughs> shouldn't. No, it shouldn't. Um, you would be. I'd be very confused. You would. They'd turn up to training. You'd be like. What's going on here? <laughs> Kyle. <laughs> oh, uh, my office. <laughs> What's going on? Maybe it's a prank. Maybe they're pranking you. It's like <sighs> in the office when uh, Jim and Pam uh, pranked Dwight by getting an actor friend of theirs who's Asian to come mm. in and replace Jim. Uh, and Dwight loses his mind. Maybe they're rebelling. Good. So I did just reject a £92 million offer from PSG for Marcus Drill. So maybe he's rebelling. That's maybe rebelling he thinks that'll make, you, is it? I don't know. Maybe he, he's trying to get me to sack Bit him. dodge, Bit mate. Disgusting. All right, so I didn't do it. Well, that's Cardi's Rover watch for another week. Well, yeah. What, what's your aims for next week? My for, the aims, next, for the next update. I'm not... Do I have to be on next week? Well, no. <laughs> your, ne- your, ne- your next update. You keep saying yes in the meetings. Yeah. I don't say oh, yes. Put I say me if, in the podcast, if, please. I love it. I say if no one else does it, I'll do it, and no one else wants to. That's how they feel. No we'll, one else let's, wants let's to. Put some, let's put some. Let's put some aims down. Always on it. Let's, let's put I'm some goals. Choosing. Let's get some goals in the diary for you, right? So some what goals. You, you're on. Yeah. Not I've got better. things to do. You're on fifty-one percent at the moment. Where do you think you can get to by your next update? Fifty-five. 55. No, I cannot get... It is 10 up. years. Not with an attitude like that, you, you won't. Do you know how percentages work? Exponentially, it gets harder <laughs> for them to get up. <laughs> Look, cancel the video editing. I want you to play 20 more years. <laughs> I'll tell you what, week. Cardi. 53 is my favourite number in the world. What? If, it is. I just love it. It's my favourite number. What? If, what? You, <laughs> if, you, if, you can, if you can get the 53%, mm. that'll be... By the next time I'm on. By the next time that you're on. It could be one week. It could be four. Could, yeah, there you go. You, it's up to you to decide that. So okay. you, basically, if, you won't hear from Cardi for nine weeks now. Yeah, until I'm, not, I'm not allowed back on this until I have a 53%. You're not allowed back on this until so you've got a 53% win rate. Okay, I'll just Photoshop it. Uh, well, <laughs> don't do that. Nah. Oh, we can we talk about feedback? your Red Dead oh. Photoshop yesterday? Yeah, a couple of people actually bought it. That's yeah. beautiful. Well, that's kind of what you want, isn't it? When, when, yeah. when you do goofs like that. To fill you in, when Red Dead was delayed... Uh, Cardi changed it from needing a bit of extra time for a, some extra polish. He replaced it with to add a battle royale mode. Nice little Photoshop. Yeah. I mean, a few people bought in. If you look at it, right, 
in the non-maximized version, it looks very convincing. Oh, if you click, if you click on it, it looks shite. And really? like, I think that's the point. Yeah, of that it, was like for it to look shite. Was it? Um, <laughs> but yeah, some people went for it. Yeah. We got a BBC Good employee. The BBC. <laughs> a BBC employee went for it. But, um, you know. Wonderful. It's what, it's what I do. I mislead. Uh, you always say, it's what I do, and then say a thing you've never, never said done. before. <laughs> so I do think that you're that's definitely a, not known for. That's the thing I do. I do everything. All right, let's have some feedback then. then. We've, we've done enough. Yeah, let's, let's have some, some feedback. Feed- I've got one feedback. from Elliot Wilson. Excellent. He says, hi, team. All right. Uh, oh, oh, hello. Hello. Elliot. Uh... Last podcast, you were talking about good intros to TV series, mm. but what about the really crap ones? Oh, that's good. Currently, Britra- bah, currently, Britannia is up there for me. The show itself is like a free app version of Game of Thrones. I have to say, I saw the trailer; looked absolutely. I've heard awful. it, it is shocking. bad, um, but it does absolutely fuck all to get you excited for the episode. What are the worst intros you can think of? I, uh, think, I think it's harder to think about ones. I've, I've got a couple, yeah, but oh. I don't like them for specific reasons. Ah, right. Homeland, I think, is just awful. It's like this weird improv jazz over yeah. like some just it's clips on the show. Oh, I barely remember. Oh. It. I watched the first series. Clips on the show, but also just random bits of nonsense as well. Oh, I, I hate it. You've just helped me think of one. Go. QI. Awful theme tune, awful <laughs> graphics. Oh my god, that is an awful it's theme tune. I've never, so I don't watch bad. it because of that. Basically, oh my god, it is really um, terrible. One I really enjoy, but it's far too long. I absolutely adore Twin Peaks, but it's two to oh, three minute mental. intro. Yeah. Same as uh, and I have House, to skip it just because House of Cards. I only have so much time. Yep. Yeah. Oh my god, it goes anymore. on forever. You can't watch it anymore. Well, I don't want to. Oh, that's yeah. um, um, I, the two that sprang to mind for me. Yeah. One, I mean, it's objectively bad, but I love it. Law and Order. No, it's. Have you seen that intro? It looks fucking terrible. No, it's I, just, I only just remember the awesome song. But it's so bad that oh, I love okay. it. Um, one that I think is. I think it misrepresents the show. Yeah. Mindhunter. Mindhunter. Yeah. The weird, like the horrible images that it's flashing up to you, all Fincher style. Yeah. That's never really a thing in Mindhunter. No, it yeah. sets it up as like this grim seven like mm. procedural. It's yeah. not that at all. Yeah. It's really weird. So I'm nine episodes into Dark now, one left to go. And the intro and end credits are absolutely is, amazing. That's yeah. one of the best intros. It's really And good. the end credits, that boom, boom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I love that. Um, the Gossip Girl intro, that like really misrepresents what the show is as well. And that. it's just noise. Mm. It's like chatter 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 like like different people chatting and phones going off mm. and it's just like why have you done this it's just annoying it's like listening to like when people do like traffic updates on uh, the radio and they use like a siren or a horn or something like mm. that which is horrible i've been watching uh, uh la Mont, the french oh, serial yeah, yeah. killer drama um firstly it's not a bad intro but it's basically a ripoff of dark right. like it's really <laughs> weird it's so similar um but the thing this is a segue the thing about uh, Lamont that really gets to me. Yeah, everyone's phones are vibrating the whole time, like they're oh. all getting calls, and it really puts me on edge. And then, as if that wasn't bad enough, someone's phone's ringtone was my alarm, <laughs> and I heard it. And it's it's Minging. my girlfriend's alarm as well. And both uh, of us were just like, "Oh no, uh, this is so horrible. bad. This is like, worse than my murder. least favorite things." If I'm watching, saying with headphones on and there's the an alarm clock goes off yeah it, i hate that noise yeah um, it just oh. but i, I oh. think my, my worst the core. worst worst intro and i think i don't know who signed this off because it doesn't make any sense to do this is battlestar galactica the new battlestar oh galactica. i don't know it don't know it now do you know why this is bad because what it does is it every single episode is different because it takes clips 
from the episode you're about to watch what? and put it in the intro. Fuck off. It's insane why someone would think to do that it's, to I, me. Like, I generally have no idea why someone has gone, do you know what we'll do? We'll stick a load of re- sometimes really important scenes in uh, mm. the intro and then that'll happen. That's mental. Because like, I, I really love intros like... Um, the OA and uh, another one, True Detective, both mm. do this, where you get images that make sense the further you get into the show. See, that's good. Dark does it yeah. as well, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah. I really enjoy that because they can yeah. be super important scenes, but they're so out of context that you have no idea. Yeah, that's our Galactica. Yeah. That's mental. Yeah. <laughs> I remember reading a really funny tweet. I actually think it was from Callie, who's worked at IGN now, works at GameSpot. If it's not, I'm sorry, but it was basically like flashback to watching Battlestar Galactica and making out with my boyfriend like while the intro was on so we didn't get anything spoiled. <laughs> so they've been watching uh, Battlestar Galactica. Then when uh, the when it, the intro came on, they would just make out for the entirety of it so they wouldn't have That's to lovely. Spoil I know, it's really good, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, if you have any shite uh, no, intros, any shite, let us know. IGN underscore UK feedback at IGN.com. I mean, I'm, really, if you've done good intros and bad intros, next week, neutral intros. Yeah. <laughs> Here's Ben Allenham. Um, he says, firstly... I'd like to agree with the opinions on plebs that have been mentioned before. <laughs> I can't believe about plebs have become a fixture. It's because plebs is good. <laughs> I didn't think it was very good, but it's so easy to watch and the theme tune is great. So I just found myself watching episode after episode. Yes, mate. Uh, this, the theme tune is brilliant. It's amazing. Yeah. All, all the music in that show is great. Yeah. Um, the music dude... Uh, it just recently has just got like loads of work. The guy who's in charge of all the music because he just like the music for Catastrophe, which is pretty decent music as really? well. It's got a really nice theme to it. Um, but yeah. Secondly, I heard Cardi say during an episode, if anyone listening works a football manager, when he was suggesting his ideas of how to spend the manager wage of the game. Um, so much money I need to spend. Well, until recently, I did work on the game and would like to reassure Cardi that many forum users also feel his pain on not being able to use the lifetime earnings. That's just me under 20 in different brackets, names on the forum. <laughs> <laughs> Gambling isn't a good idea. I'd like to think as well that you haven't even thought about them. They're like, yeah. Cardi 1, Cardi 2, yeah. Cardi 77. Blackburn Man 4. Yeah. <laughs> Cardi Wood Park Manager. Yeah. Jose Gonzalez. <laughs> I did get a great laugh about his idea to be to transfer your money onto a different game, for example, The Sims, and use it to buy stuff there. This leads me on to my question. Are you a big fan of video games slash pop culture crossovers? <laughs> that. It's a leap. <laughs> For example, the Mario Sonic crossover or something like the Family Guy and Simpson crossover episode. If so, what's your favourite? Hyrule um, Warriors. Cheers for the great podcast, Ooh, Ben from, ben from Hounslow. Din- any Dynasty Warriors crossover is either shite or brilliant. And uh, Hyrule Warriors is right at the top. Some good ones. There's some Madwoods as well. Like um, Family Guy did a crossover episode with Bones. Um, oh yeah. yeah what and if you think <laughs> Bones is not an animated show fucking and Family Guy is worst ever episode of Brooklyn Nine-Nine was the crossover with New Girl fucking oh, terrible oh, I don't know they did a two part so it was part one yeah. was Brooklyn Nine-Nine yeah. part two was in New Girl so if you watch on Netflix there's this just unresolved plot that's really strange because you have to watch New Girl to watch it I watch a New Girl you watch Fuck New off. Girl it's so shit what about the future armor what was Future Arm on? Didn't am I going mad? They did a Simpsons. So. They've done bits with like, that always now and again, but I don't think they've done an actual. They didn't episode. actually do a full. Yeah. I think it's skits. Yeah. Um, what else is? Oh, Buffy and Angel, but that that's you know in the that's same a spin off. Yeah. So, but they used to do like crossover episodes where something would start one and. Isn't the, the next Twenty One uh, Jump Street a Men in Black crossover? Uh, I think they've cancelled that, that now. Just gone because it's now the fate of the Furious director is apparently making a new Men in Black, which is a reboot based on the comics, not the right. original films. Okay. What are the cross- crossovers. good crossovers are there? Um, like, 
I'm talking crossovers rather than stick an Assassin's Creed in Soul Calibur for some pain. Oh, yeah, yeah just DLC. a bit of deal. Yeah. Yoda. Um, Yoda's in it. Oh, they were actually pretty good, though. Like, it felt like that, because they were, they were part of the roster when it first started. And I was well, like, wait, so you're literally saying the exact opposite <laughs> of what you just said. But I'm just trying to think of, like, that felt like an actual thing rather than just like, oh, this Assassin's Creed. It's not a crossover, there. though, is it? No. It's just characters just in a game. Just a character in it, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Are there any... I can't think good of it. I've ones. gone completely blank. Yeah. Hyrule Warriors is the only good one. That's what we, there we are. That's where so we got done. to. There we go. If you can think of a good crossover TV yeah, that is actually crossover. I'd like to hear that. All games. IGN is you can feedback at IGN.com. Joe, bring us Oh, do you know what? Actually, I'm going to oh. go it. Kingdom Hearts. Oh, it's kind of a crossover. Is it a crossover? Business. I don't know. It's yeah, but it's a shiter, though. They no, just stick good. a load of shite in it. No, I enjoy it. There's some Kingdom Hearts stuff that is good, but then in my head, all I can think of is Dream Drop Distance, which is one of the worst games I've ever played. So, there you go. I, I remember enjoying it. the I've first only one. one and two. So, yeah. I, and enjoy I enjoy it because it's. I've enjoyed them because they're good games, not because I like the crossover. Mm. Like they'd be fine if those were. Kingdom Hearts one and two Disney are bangers, yeah. but like where that series went in terms of just madness. Yeah, that's what. So I haven't. Have never you ever played Dream Drop Distance? No, I've only played the. I main, can play all of it to capture it all for like. <laughs> yeah, honestly, it's one of those things. I was just going. It's not even fun. Mental. This is just. It felt like. Someone in you know that game, uh, what's it called? Uh, where you all draw a picture of a bit of a monster. Oh, it's yeah, called, yeah. Um, folding the paper, folding the paper monster. Yeah, I do know what you mean. Uh, consequences, that's what it's uh, called, okay. which is mad. Um, it felt like that. That's what Dream of Distance was. It was like a bunch of different people going, Oh, I've got a Tron level I'm gonna do. It was like, Yeah, great. I, I like stick it in. talking to Winnie the Pooh and having Chicken <laughs> Little as a summon. Oh, yeah, you told me chi- you I said Chicken Little was, was the like maddest the, summon the ever. strongest summon and in egg the game. Gun. Yeah. Brilliant. Love Mad. it. Joe. This is from Joseph Ayanian, who coined Roverwatch. Well done. He's got double mentions. Hello, well IGN done, crew. Mad. First, I'd like to thank you for hosting such an excellent podcast. I was diagnosed with cancer this past fall and really enjoyed listening to your podcast during my time in hospital. Keep it like Joe. Roverwatch was good. I'm glad, I'm glad you're back now. We're yeah. on the upswing, though. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be visiting London this March to celebrate my birthday and recovery. Sweet. It's a good place. I was wondering if you could recommend activities around the city. I've been to London once when I was a teenager, but don't remember much. My friends and I were too busy being little shits. <laughs> I would be open to anything from the most touristy to the most obscure. Uh, he also said, finally, I was wondering if you had recommendations for restaurants and nights out. I'll be traveling with my mother, so preferably pubs where a solo guy can chat and make friends. So he's just leaving his mum out. Oh, 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 I was going to say, I'll get out of his mum. That sounds awful. I won't do that. I'm, I apologize. I feel like um, if, so if we let's all do one bar, I think like loading bar, if you're into video I'm, games. Whenever stuff. anyone asks me, it's some rubbish. I lived here all but three years of my life. Yeah. And I'm all for recommending places to go. But then it's also nice to go... Um, off the beaten track. Yeah. Well, not off the beaten track, but there's this um, around... This is because your mum's probably want to going to want to do like uh, touristy stuff. Yeah. If you go like around Mayfair, there are some like little streets you can go down. Like there's this pub that me and Cruz like to go to to watch sport now and again, which is like in Mayfair, down this like weird little cobble street. Uh, I'm sure if you type in cobble street Mayfair, you'll find this little thing. <laughs> but it's like... A, I it's, don't know. It's, I don't know. Honestly, it's like a little Harry Potter like little right. cave. Oh, it's, um, it's not cheap around there. It's fine. It's is all right it? down there, yeah. Um, um, what well, I would say... Go to a football match if you can. There's always one on in London. There you go. That's uh, <laughs> it depends what like where you I don't, don't know, go yeah, to Millwall. What you're into. Don't I, go to. I would Millwall. try and hit up like Fulham. Or, they've got a neutral area. 
When's it yeah. say? Family area. Say in March. Yeah. I would try, I would try uh, and hit up Spurs Juventus on in March. I would try and hit up rather than that. I would try and hit up just like all the sections. Don't hang out in like just central or yeah. just no, like because yeah. that's what I think what a lot of people try and like will end up doing. Um, it's nice day. Go to Kew Gardens. Kew Gardens is really oh, nice. Or Richmond yeah. Park. Yeah, Richmond, Richmond Park's Park. beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, pub wise, if mm-hmm. you want to go not in central, faltering fullback. If it's nice weather in Finsbury Park. Yeah. Beautiful garden. Although amazing it'll day. It'll be. If you go near a Six Nations match and you're, oh, it'll be impossible. And you're into that, I wouldn't yeah. bother. That's right. Uh, loading bars are always good. Yeah. A couple of them are on. And, and you can just go play some board games and video yeah. games and stuff and meet lovely people. That is a good place for solo guy. Yeah. Because you can just meet someone. And, yeah. If you're into Overwatch, you should actually Overwatch, then there might be showing Overwatch at a loading bar. That's that a good true. night. We love doing that. Um, What's things that aren't drinking? <laughs> Food. What's a good What's like, the best museum? There's a good one. Ooh, that's good. V&A. I love it's good. I love the Science Museum. Yeah, yeah. Museum apparently the John Soames Museum is amazing, but Ooh, I've never been in. Is the Hunterians open? It's again? not yeah. open again. No, it's <sighs> opening this year sometime. Um, actually, there's a there's a good equivalent to it. There's a place called the Old Operating Theatre yes. in London Bridge. It's just got creepy shit in jars. It's yeah. great. Hmm. Um, that's really fun. That's the Horny one. Man Museum in Crystal Palace. Horny Man. That's yeah. really good. It's Apparently, got giant I haven't walrus. been back since the refurb. Apparently, Imperial War Museum's really good now. Oh. Thing that I haven't done yet, uh, and I've I've tried to do a couple of times and not been able to. Yeah. You can book a tour around um, L. Ron Hubbard's house. Oh, really? In London. I did not. Know. And it is definitely run by Scientologists. <laughs> oh, and I really, really want to go on it just to see how creepy it is. Like, they cancelled the tour last time I was going on it because you oh. have to book just for you. Because you were going on it. Recorded um, they it. Canceled, well, they, get they, him off. They, genuinely, they cancelled it really short notice. But at the end, they were like, next time you come uh, on the house, we'll give you refreshments and we can have tea. Oh. And I was Are like... you drinking that? Yes, please. Cheers. Yeah. Oh, I'm not drinking anything they said. Might be good, good for my theating levels. <laughs> Here we are, then. Some good stuff there for you. Um... What's the, oh yeah, wait. What's the best touristy thing? Well, we did, we did museums. Uh, I suppose. Yeah, that's fine. We did, this is a long podcast for Tower of London. I haven't been there in a long time. There you go. Done. Go up the shard and have a look. Now enjoy <laughs> Joe's Monster Hunter Diaries. Oh, it's and brilliant. Hopefully, he hasn't said anything mad or racist in there. Jo- oh, we can about. hope. Join me. Hello, listener. I'm Joe Scribbles. And uh, it's quite an exciting day for me. I'm uh, I'm going to hunt the beast of Bodmin. Um, I'm going to Devon. I'm not there yet. I've just left my flat. And um, I'm meeting a cryptozoologist called John. And we're going to hunt the beast. But I've got to get there first. It's very early. Oh, it's cold as well. Oh, I hope the beast's in a warm bit of Devon. Ice raining. Well, I thought that before I, uh, before I go to Devon to hunt a beast, I should have a quick look in Finsbury Park. I don't know, if I find it there, I don't have to go, do I? Okay, I'm in Finsbury Park. No sign of a beast. What kind of beast would live in a park in North London? I mean, I once saw on a run a woman doing a huge shit in the middle of, but not even by a bush, 
just in the open. Would that count? I think John would have let a woman doing a shit in the public be a beast. I'll have to find out what John's like, see what his parameters are. Doesn't look like anything's. There's no beast activity. There's two bikes riding side by side with their headlamps on. They look like beasts' eyes. Oh. There's a big sort of long swathe of mud in them, like a churned up mud in the middle of a of an otherwise non-muddy path. Is that beast track like a worm? Like the Lampton worm? I'll write that down. I don't know where Lampton is. Maybe Lampton's in London? I don't know. Alright, let's get to the train. The next station is Paddington. Change for National Rail Services. Monster update. I uh, thought I'd spotted a slender man on the tube, but uh, it's just a very tall businessman. Keep my eyes open though. Note to self, say maybe man is the biggest monster of all. Lots. And then maybe you'll sound clever when it actually works. Well, I've arrived at the Hoops Inn, a gloriously old-fashioned pub hotel. And, um, well, the first learning of a monster hunt is that uh, the roads are bumpy enough to make me nearly vomit. So that's been good. And my second learning is that we're not looking for the beast of Bodmin because Bodmin's an hour away. It turns out there's bloody loads of big cats in, uh, in Devon. So there's either an irresponsible zoo or, uh, I don't know, cat eggs are mutating? <laughs> anyway, I'm sure we'll find out soon. Uh, but we're about to go downstairs and, uh, and meet John. John Downs, our cryptozoologist for the day. And then he's going to tell us about setting traps for monsters. The Monster Hunter franchise is one of the things that over the last 10 years has raised people's awareness that we don't know everything. We're an incredibly egotistic and annoying species who think that we know everything. We think that because we've flown a satellite However many so we've just had a very interesting lunch with John, who's uh, told us uh, all about the big cats of Britain. Apparently, I've learned. Here's a number of facts. 150 leopards and 150 oh, other big ones. 150 leopards and 150, uh, I'm going to say lynxes. Maybe not lynxes living in the UK by his guesstimate. Plus a number of uh, smaller big cats like ocelots and the other ones. And we are going out to lay sand traps and um, meat covered in cat food, because cat food is apparently addictive, uh, and set up cameras for whatever big felines are hanging around in the Devonshire countryside. We're also going to a haunted forest. So... 
basically, if I'm not uh, either eaten or spooked in the next two hours, I'm going to be pretty upset. <laughs> well, I've always been a fan of calling Bane to the original line drawings of both Lord of the Rings and Narnia. Yeah. And this just looks... It's like. so fucking Narnia. <laughs> <laughs> So we've headed to uh, a wood called Paula's Peace, which is not only apparently the purported home of some big cats, but it's also been visited by UFOs and uh, ghosts. And he once, John, saw a snowman of a fertility symbol, which is just a woman holding her vagina open, which was unexpected over lunch. So, uh, yeah, we'll head off. So, key parts of our hunt today are A, look for hares. We're looking for the kind of leopard hares that... Oh my God, that's wet. Oh, I've got wet feet. Oh no, oh, that's the sound of my feet. (laughs) Oh no. I regret going in there. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> rip, rip, rip the bone. Oh my gosh. Rip the <sighs> Alright, so we're looking for uh, animal hairs stuck to gorse bushes. I mean, we're looking for cat hairs. The real win would be if we found its foot or something. But if we find any hairs, we're sending them straight to Denmark, baby. Um. It is bright light outside, and I swear to God, it is pitch black. <laughs> yeah, we're looking for bushes. Oh, <laughs> I said a tree branch snap, freaked out, and then realised it was me. It's genuinely eerie. This is amazing. What's that? Oh, it's just a big rock. I thought it was a bone. <laughs> It's a very bleached rock. That actually could be a bone. What's the verdict? Nah. Rock, Rock, not bone. Back to the drawing boards. What's this then? It's weirdly exciting, this. Just looking for some hair. Imagine if I worked in a barber's, I'd be delighted. Hello. I found a hair. You found a hair? Uh-huh. I think so, yeah, look. What? Yeah. I might be wrong, but look. Oh, that does look like a hair. That is a hair. So, who's got Does a someone have hair extraction tools? You've smashed that. Well done. I just sat down to write my notes and I thought I'd have a look. So, night's falling. We've uh, grand well eight of us found a grand grand total of one hair in the forest. That's actually quite good, I think. And then um, now we've set up the tracker cameras, and we're going to lay sand pits um, for collecting footprints, and we're going to lay down meat smothered in cat food for to attract the leopards. Wait, leopards? Bloody hell! And then um, we're going to come back tomorrow and we're going to see if anyone, any 
tiny naughty little little cat stood in our business. Tell you what, at night time in the forest. <laughs> Fuck it, hell. There's so many crows in here. Legitimately terrifying. <laughs> Fuck. Shh. Leave me alone. <laughs> oh my god. Fuck. <laughs> well, <clears throat> I wasn't eaten by crows. Just so you know. Um, you're back now. We've set all our traps. And, um,. We had a very nice talk with John, or at least John talked to us, about cryptids for an hour. I think the thing that impresses me most about John, or that surprises me most, is that I expected someone who was very serious about this work. And because it's so open to ridicule, but really... He's not afraid to call bullshit. He doesn't... <laughs> he has a, he has a reason for everything he believes, which is really interesting. Because you can go, what about Loch Ness Monster? He goes, well, obviously there's no Loch Ness Monster. And you go, oh, right. So there's nothing in there. And he's like, well, no, because there's scientific proof that eels can grow to 15 feet. And then he tells you all about 15-foot-long eels for, for 20 minutes. It's amazing. As silly as some of it sounds... He does approach it from the angle of a scientist, which I didn't necessarily expect. And when he's speaking so forcefully about this stuff, about how the Mongolian deathworm is actually an undiscovered form of sand boa, or how the Namibian flying snake was actually a folktale passed by Germans to their colonial Namibians because there are massive similarities between stories in Germany and Namibia, it's all... it just sounds so plausible. And, you know, now that I'm in bed, I kind of go, well... But in the moment, it's amazing. Like, oh my God, the world is full of magic and (laughs) madness. It's kind of brilliant. It, you know, it must be a nice way to live life, to be constantly sure that something incredible's around the corner. He keeps talking about world-shattering discoveries and new conceptions of how humans came to be. It must just be brilliant. But anyway, I suppose we've just got to wait till uh, tomorrow and see if any beasts have stepped in our sand. That'd be cool, wouldn't it? Anyway, it's bedtime now, so... I don't know. You want to stay? You can listen to me sleep if you like. No, just joking. Fuck off. So, we're up. on our way back to Paola's Peace. All very excited to find out if we have indeed found evidence of a beast. What does everyone... Does anyone think we're actually going to find 
footprints? Uh, I reckon we will, but I don't reckon they're going to be footprints that were left there from the night. I reckon someone, as you said probably earlier on today, yeah. someone's walked their dog or like some. Oh, I thought you were going to say someone's gone back and sabotaged no. the site <laughs> with a little I mean, stamp. That's entirely possible. I genuinely reckon that like, half an hour after we left, someone went with their dog and found that. Either that or like, overnight foxes and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. There's, yeah. there's a dog that's eaten a lot of cat food overnight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> The meat is gone. Repeat, the meat is gone. What are we looking like on the footprints, Itch? Ooh! Footprints. Definitely footprints. That genuinely looks like a massive lizard print. <laughs> so let's reconstruct this crime scene. That dog came on here. I mean, there's steps here, look. There's one here, oh, yeah. one here, there's one here, there's one here. He's done a little circle. He's eating that meat. And then he's dug a little hole over here. Right in the centre. I don't even feel that disappointed. Like, the fact that it has been taken yeah. by something is still wicked. <laughs> the wor- Yeah, the worst thing would be if it was just sitting there all rotten. <laughs> yeah. like, oh, we didn't even feed anyone. What do you make of it, John? I would say it's dog and fox. But again, that, that one's a bigger one. There's some slightly bigger ones. Yeah. Mm. There's, there's at least two, maybe three animals here, which is interesting. I wonder if the cameras are showing you. Well, yeah, that's what I'm excited to see. So, we've looked through our trail cam pictures. On the plus side, there are a lot of pictures on there that have been taken throughout the night and into this morning. On the downside, camera wasn't really pointing at the trap very well and also some twigs blew in front of it so you can't really see anything so trap wise what are we looking at what have we found we found one hair unidentified needs to be sent to Denmark Uh, we have found some probably dog and fox prints in the sand and the bait gone and a bunch of pictures of some twigs but it's odd because I don't really feel that annoyed like it's just quite it's been really fun and the thought that stuff has been hanging out there John keeps saying this the idea that we've still got some sort of confirmation of the world going on around us when we're not there is genuinely very lovely plus it's just a nice walk in the woods isn't it feels very energising. I mean, I would quite like a beer. And to go to the cinema. But it's good. Would you mind just sort of introducing yourself and your position and your Mm. organisation? Hello, my name's John Dines. I'm the director of the Centre for Fortune Zoology, which is the largest and we like to think the best cryptozoological research organisation in the English-speaking world. Amazing. So, I guess the main question is, how do you feel our investigation's gone? It's the very, very beginning, and... I'm very pleased with the results from the sand trap mm. because they do show that we are, they do show the proof of concept. The fact that we found that the place that I 
originally I chose to put the soundtrack out um, had been sheltered enough there was rain in the night and it didn't affect it mm. or didn't overly affect it and the fact we've got prints from three different animals I think initially at least it's a promising start mm. and so you're longer term idea is that to set up a network of cameras and traps across Paula's Peace, is that right? It is, assuming that I can get permission from the landowners. Mm-hmm. And why particularly Paula's Peace? I know, obviously, there's stories associated with it that you've told us in more paranormal-sounding things, but why Why do we think big cats would be there specifically? Because there's been a whole string of sightings. OK. A whole string of sightings, and it's one of the places... What? <laughs> what? You've what? We found a skeleton. I'm not joking. <laughs> All right. Okay. Let's break can up we, this interview. Yes, can we? Um, Absolutely. Hold on. <laughs> a fucking skeleton. <laughs> oh, well, that's a good, good start. <laughs> I promise I didn't plant it. <laughs> okay, you guys get down there as quick as you can. See what it is. Okay, so I'm going to look at a skeleton. This is going to be interesting. So this, to explain, we've we've arrived at a secondary location called Common Moor, where we were looking for a hare. But as you've just heard, we appear to have found something more substantial. What on earth? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> right, to explain. There's more phone? bones over that way as well, look. We're looking uh, at a perfectly cleared oh, patch. Perfectly cleared patch of grass <laughs> with just a skeleton, okay. dismembered skeleton. This is what we need with photographer now. I actually cannot believe this. <laughs> I, was, I literally was just walking to find somewhere that wasn't wet to go why, into the woods. Why'd you come up here with that big suitcase full of bones? <laughs> That's... At first I was like, I'm not going to say anything because I feel like it could be one of those like palm fun things. But I just, I went really close. I was like, that is a skull. I'm running and telling everyone. I, I, I cannot believe how perfect, you know, mid-interview you run over whilst we're recording going, <laughs> I was very excited. You've got to keep that. Man. Yeah, it's not a. Uh, it's, it's probably a sheep. I think. I'm very excited, but I'm still very excited. It's still exciting. This shows yeah. that something's been eaten yeah. by something here. There, there's dragon breaks in the front of the skull. That's good. Oh. Oh, oh, yes. I can see that. Do you know how big cat can? Uh, no? Jaws over the front of the snout to suffocate. Ah. That doesn't mean to say it's definitely a big cat kill, but it does go to say that something has killed it in the same way as a big cat would. So after the excitement of the skeleton, we've uh, found orange-coloured hairs and 
several different animal trails off the road and into the wider moor, covered in brambles, which are the best place to find uh, hares. So we're on the hunt for more. Let's give Denmark a real big load of work. I found a hare. So, I've been having a look at a little sheep trail. Don't touch it! Oh, I'm not. I'm not touching the hair until we get some forceps. It's only tiny, but on this bramble there is definitely a trapped hair. I don't know, it could well be sheep to be honest, it looks the right colour, but it is a single hair rather than a clump. Oh, it's properly stuck. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Oh, it's quite a lot. Tagged and bagged. Well, I made my own monster hunter find. I think it's probably one of the least interesting, but, you know, it all goes to the scientific effort. Research points and that. Very pleased. Very pleased indeed. Me. I'm so looking forward to it. Is this going to be on your website? It is, yes. Yeah. Be, Fuck! It's going to be amazing. So, as after, before we were so rudely interrupted, we were discussing the investigation and how we thought it had gone. Now, we appear to have found what looks like a sheep skeleton, and by your reckoning, it's had its snout crushed. Which I think that it is highly likely that the animal, the remains we found are of an animal that was killed by a big cat. The, what appears to have been the method of um, killing, which was by an animal clamping its jaws over the snout of the victim, is diagnostically what uh, the way that big cats mostly kill. And um, what makes you think, for instance, that it hasn't been hit on the road landed there and then been dismembered post-mortem. The, I think that's a very good question. I think the answer is because the uh, snout does appear to have been, it does appear to have been crushed. Mm -hmm. I don't know enough about forensics to um, work out if a glancing blow from a passing vehicle could do exactly that sort of damage. But I have seen that sort of damage before on animals, which I'm fairly certain would be cat kills. Mm. I'm very, very excited with today's findings, but even more so, I'm very pleased that we've taken a bunch of people who've never done this before and they're making the discoveries. Mm. Because the whole point I want to get across to everybody and to everybody who's got interest in looking for Mr. Animals while playing Monster Hunter is this is not rocket science. You can go out and do it yourself. Mm. And uh, I suppose a, an interesting thing that I've been thinking is so much of the work that you do ends in... I don't know, this is perhaps the wrong word, but ends in disappointment, you know, ends with the mundane. Is there, Do you have to have a certain kind of temperament to deal with constantly having what appears to be evidence coming back as something else? I actually don't 
get disappointed when something uh, turns out to be something mundane because we've done our job, we've solved the problem. Mm -hmm. The way I see it is that our jobs, we're a bit like detectives in the natural world. Our our job, when there is an anomaly, like a a bunch of bones found by the side of the road, Mm -hmm. our job is to find out what caused it. Right. And I'm just as happy if we find out, if we put up trail cams and find that there's a pack of wild dogs or a pack of stray dogs that are going around savaging sheep or something, and we can... It doesn't matter, we found our job. We've done our job. We mm. found out what caused the mystery. And our job isn't to support people's paradigms, it's to find out the truth. My last question is a philosophical one. Is man the greatest monster of all, John? Well, fuck yeah. <laughs> that's beautiful. That's the, that's the response I hoped for. So, that was a monster hunt. Um, I'm more or less home now. And um, a few updates. Uh, on the way home, we think we've discovered that that was not a sheep's skeleton, but a deer's skeleton, which seems more exotic, weirdly. I'm not sure I completely agree with John that it couldn't have been hit by a car. Um, And I don't think I saw the teeth marks that he seemed to see. But as an end to a monster hunt goes, it was kind of incredible to be interrupted mid-conversation about how the hunt was slightly disappointing by someone shouting, I found a skeleton. that is one of the most absurd timings and beautiful surprises that I've come across for a while. And the exciting thing is, there's still more to find out. I guess I'll have to update you in the future. We're still finding out what the hairs were we found. So I found some grey hair bunched on a bramble. We also found sort of auburny hair, um, which excited John a lot more, because that would presumably... uh, well, it could theoretically be from a leopard or a cat. Um, and we also found hair in on the first day in the forest. So that's all being sent to Denmark. Um, and we're also having um, swabs, I believe. Well, I think pictures of the skeleton are being sent to the Danish lab as well. And then they're going to be swabbed once the Danish man uh, sees them and goes, Oh, bloody hell, that's monster. Uh, which is how they speak in Denmark. But that's it. Monster hunting is a real thing you can go and do. And as John says in the interview, is a thing you can do by yourself in the woods, easily, with sand and meat. Um, You might be arrested on the way if people see you, but if they don't, have at it. Um, Genuinely, one of the most exciting uh, press trips I've ever been on and I actually was thinking about how I go monster hunting more in future um, I might buy a trail cam <laughs> I've gone mad uh, it's been lovely reporting to you I'm staring out at Finsbury Park now wondering if the Lampton Worm is in fact there and I wish I'd asked bye bye